Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes, as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast. And today I'm with Shannon Bryant. She's a certified life coach and host of the Top Shelf podcast, supporting personal growth and transformation of childhood trauma survivors. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me, Daniela. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today and to share your story and your inspiration and how you help other women. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, I'd love to share that with you. Sure. Um, So I grew up um, in a, my father is an alcoholic. And so growing up in that environment really presents a lot of challenges, especially as you become an adult. Mm -hmm. And, um, we tend to kind of keep some of those things to ourselves. It is, can be a very lonely experience to go through. And a lot of different things that happen when you're a child and you're hiding those things that are going on in your home. And it just presents a lot of challenges that then as we become adults, we're trying to figure out why do I behave this way? Why do I feel this way? And it feels very heavy. And so I, um, I wanted to become a certified life coach and have my podcast called top Mm -hmm. self to really share some experiences with other people that have had those challenges in their past and really talk through, um, their experiences and just be able to be a community. There are about 30 million mm-hmm. um, adult children of alcoholics, which is crazy to think about because it's, it can be, as I mentioned, uh, a very lonely feeling when you're Absolutely. going through it. You feel like you're the only one dealing with anything and that probably that everyone else has these perfect home lives, which isn't the case, but I think not until we start sharing and being vulnerable and connecting. Do we see, Oh my gosh, you too. Oh my God. I felt the same way. And that's how we let go of that burden and kind of get rid of that heaviness is by sharing and seeing we're not alone. And so that's why I'm so glad that you are doing this and kind of lightening the load for yourself and so many women, because I think we all carry all these different things from our past. And the longer we carry them, the heavier and the more ingrained they can get. Yeah. And thank you for that. Because especially when you're a child, you don't, you're not sure how to deal with it. And often we're taught that we shouldn't talk about it and mm-hmm. it feels okay. embarrassing. You know, that yeah. something's not quite right. Your family's a little bit different, but you're not a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. you know, why or what to do with that. 
Well, and as soon as you're told, you know, to keep it a secret, secrets never feel good. They're never like exciting secrets. It's always bad, you know, and right. so it's like, okay, you know, let's add, I, and we internalize sometimes too, like it, not only is this bad, but then I must be bad because we're yes. carrying that in us, you know? Well, and yes, and not just that, but then some of the things that we do as adults or as we're entering that age of adulthood, we may not have some of the coping uh, mechanisms to handle then life situations, or this is the way that we were raised. So then that's how we act and react, which we know uh, doesn't work well often. Mm -hmm. And so that's the real struggle of, well, this is just me. I really don't know any different and kind of trying to find that switch or that move when some of that is just so deep rooted. Right. Right. So how, how have you kind of found your, your journey, your route to finding different and finding, you know, this place of, of happiness now? Yeah. Well, and everyone's journey is different, certainly, Mm -hmm. and all of it's okay. So however you are going through that healing journey, that is fine. And we do it on our own time for me. Um, and I didn't speak to my dad for many, many years. My parents got divorced around the time that I was 12. And, you know, at that time as a 12 year old, I was telling him, I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you Mm -hmm. as long as you're drinking. And he took that to heart. So for 10 years, I didn't speak with him. And a little over 10 years, actually, I think it was about 25 when um, I spoke to him the next time. And I just was so in myself that I wanted an apology from him. I wanted him to understand how much anxiety, how hard it was to grow up that way and what it was doing in my current life. I just wanted from him in that way. And I wanted that apology and we don't often get it. So, and I think that's where a lot of us get stuck is, well, I want that and that will make me feel better. Or I want that. And that will be a part of the healing for some it is, but if you can't get that, if they're not willing to admit it, or sometimes they're not around anymore, the other piece, it may be too dangerous to have a conversation with them, right? Cause they may mm-hmm. that just depending on where they are and where you are. So I realized I have to do this without that. I can't wait to have that apology, that accountability from that other person. And it's really something that I want others to understand is you can start that healing process without mm-hmm. that. And it really kind yeah. of starts with yourself and having some really focusing on some Mm self-awareness and self-management, because again, sometimes we just don't have the tools to handle all those emotions and feelings that we have going on. And so that's where I started as, uh, (laughs) looking inward. I think that's where a lot of, if not all change starts is starting with ourselves. Right. No, that's so powerful. You know, I see so many quotes that talk about how forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you to find peace. And that can be really hard because we have these expectations because we want to be validated for our feelings and vindicated for, you know, how things happened and, and letting go of that is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's work, but it is transformational. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes people are never going to forgive. Mm -hmm. There might be things that they just feel 
are unforgivable or it's going to take them a long time. But for yourself, as you mentioned, okay, I'm, I'm not willing to say I forgive, but I am Mm -hmm. willing to say I'm important enough. I want to think and feel differently. I want this release is it's so heavy on you and you just feel like you carried around almost like a, almost like armor. Right. Right. So, you know, what are some of the things that maybe you do every day or regularly to help you and to help other trauma survivors Mm -hmm. in this process? Kind of where do you find your, your bliss every day? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, well, again, starting with that self-awareness and there are things mm-hmm. that you can do. One of my favorites, and I've tried to go back to figure out who, um, started this practice first, but, um, well, to back up, I do recommend if you're really in it and you're really struggling, of course you want to reach out, um, maybe therapy mm-hmm. um, certainly therapy is, is going to help with some of that really deep rooted, but also even if okay, I don't want to do therapy. Maybe it's a life coach. Maybe it's a mentor, Mm -hmm. but someone that you feel comfortable or can begin to feel comfortable just saying it, just talking about it. I know for me, you know, I have friends that I've had since the seventh grade and one of them, um, not even until high school, did she even know my dad's name because I just kept it inside and didn't talk about it. And talking about it and kind of just mm-hmm. getting it out there is often sort of that first step. But there was someone who said, um, and I love this exercise of just drawing a line, taking a piece of paper, drawing a line um, horizontally, and then starting from your earliest memory, not your, not necessarily negative, but as early as you can remember and make a mark, a tick mark and jot down any of those events that were really impactful in your life or that really stand out, whether they're positive or negative, good or bad, and do that all the way to the present. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how it connects the dots for you to go, okay, so this happened and then that happened right after. And you really start to connect the dots. And sometimes when you can see all of those events on paper, it really starts to change the way that you look at things and help to understand a bit. So that's one thing. Right. Absolutely. I think both of actually both of those things you talked about talking about it out loud, getting the conversation out of your head and sharing it with others, as well as then having it visual, you know, mm-hmm. so hearing the conversation, seeing that the patterns are, are great ways to help break through some of that internal dialogue that gets stuck in our head on repeat for years. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, talking about it, even to people that I don't know very well Mm -hmm. is still new to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to do it and I'm doing that to help serve other people, but in turn, it's somewhat therapy for me, even just to continue Mm -hmm. to talk about it. It's absolutely. That's fantastic. What are people, you know, looking at where you're at now with your own families, your own careers, things like that. What do people think like you kind of have together, but you know, to, maybe put behind peek behind the curtain a little bit, like we you're still working on what's still kind of a work in progress for you. Yeah. So, um, my husband and I have been together for almost 12 years, Mm -hmm. but we had a really rough start in the relationship. 
because one thing that happened for me that may happen for other people is because of all of the, you know, don't talk about this or the embarrassment of it, those types of things, you question your own Mm -hmm. judgment. So I went through many relationships where something would happen and it's like, oh, is that because it's just how I am and I'm that I'm the cause or I'm the problem, or is that really wrong? And I should be upset. And so we often judge that. And so in those relationships, I have very low Mm self-esteem. I had low confidence. Jealousy was a major issue because I have some of those abandonment issues of feeling Mm -hmm. like if my own father doesn't love me, if my own dad doesn't want to have anything to do with me, why would someone else? Mm -hmm. And so um, occasionally some of those things will pop up, but we've worked on it for so long. We've, I've been um, to therapy separately and we've been together and it's just always a work in progress in that journey. And so I Mm -hmm. just recommend to people, if you have a setback, that's okay. It takes that healing takes a long time and just, you know, be patient And be kind to yourself that, okay, I've had a a minor setback and that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try better and do better next time. So there are certainly things that still pop up for me, but I'm able to handle them a little bit better because I do work on that self-management and being able to regulate your feelings and kind of identifying what's really behind this. And is it worth, or does it deserve the reaction that I'm giving to it. Right. And I, I like that you kind of lean into what you're feeling a little bit. Cause I think sometimes so many of us, <clears throat> we feel like I've got to push that away. I've got to put it behind me as opposed to recognizing it's, it's always with you. So you may as well like welcome it in being able to kind of confront it, examine it. And that's how you work through it rather than kind of ignoring it and trying to push it in, into the corner. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, my family pushed me for a long time to have a relationship with my dad and, you know, I never, I, I don't think that anyone should do anything that they're not ready to do. And for Mm -hmm. many years, I wasn't ready for it as much as they wanted me to try it and, and see where it went. I wasn't ready. And so only until I was actually ready, did I reach out to him and it did, you know, it didn't go well in the beginning, but, and we're working on it still. Mm -hmm. But the reason I, you know, and I had in my head that, well, what do I need him for now? You know, when I was a child and those things where you really need them, I've experienced all that it's over with. So I'm fine, but I wasn't really fine because it was showing up in other areas of my life. So yeah, when you're ready, then you start to address those things, but we do tend to push them aside and think, well, I'm okay. It's not affecting me, but anytime you have something that continuously comes Mm -hmm. up in your life and it's that repeated pattern, you probably want to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. No, that's great that, you know, you share these things. Cause I think, like I said, we all think these different things in our head and until we hear other people dealing with it and going through it, are we able to then kind of come to a place that we can acknowledge and work on it. Mm -hmm. I always like to tie in. I'm a huge proponent of gratitude. You know, I think it's very important to focus on the things that are good, you know, and being able to acknowledge those things. So what would you say are your top three G's kind of your top three gratitudes that you are thankful for? Um, Well, I'm certainly thankful for my family and, you know, I started practicing gratitude probably about four years ago. And 
it makes such a huge difference. Um, you and I talked previously mm-hmm. about yeah. this, that, you know, when you're able to focus and, and kind of turn your attention to the good things that you do have in life, it just helps you to really get a clearer picture. So certainly one of the G's would be my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great group of really close knit friends that I've had in my life for many, many years. And, you know, they've listened to long conversations and my struggles and same um, on their end. So I'm certainly grat- uh, grateful for them, but I'm also grateful that we're in a world where people want to connect generally and, and make those connections with each other and be able to talk about some things and share those things, especially women. I think we are now going, okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to turn this attention on me and really work on things um, on my own end. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful anytime that you meet someone and you have a connection and you can share those experiences, mm-hmm. that community is just wonderful. So I'm certainly grateful for the community. That's fantastic. So how can women find you and connect with you, Shannon? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at your top self. Um, and I also have a podcast called top self that's on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you get your podcast. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. All her links will be in the show notes. So please make sure you connect with Shannon, share it with a friend. I think, like I said, it's something that the more we can all talk about and connect and be vulnerable, the more we're going to help build each other up and be stronger. So thank you, Shannon. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Daniela. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love. Alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger. As well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.